There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him, and starring with us today, Josh. Hi, my name is Josh. Uh, I play Spin, and our pronouns are he, him. Steph. Hey everybody, I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and our pronouns are she, her. Alex. Hello, I'm Alex. Uh, I pronouns are whatever you'd like, and I play Deandra, and her pronouns are she, her. Matthew. Hello, all you fine people. I'm Matthew. I play Professor Gunderson, and our pronouns are he, him. So last I recall, there was a very heavy scene happening that I was not expecting. I wrote a recap. Good job. Look at you. Millennia ago, demons and humans lived together on the same plane of existence. An ancient king, uneasy with this, met with his advisor who suggested casting a spell which would separate demons from our world, pushing them beyond a veil. This tale is one of many written in the Akkadian Accords, a book which the hunter Artemisia now has in her possession, mostly. Pages of the book have been torn out when the hunters of Brown Community College fought off demons on the campus. Artemisia sits with Jean Underwood, the librarian, who divulges that she knew Artemisia's real mother before going going into some weird sexual talk about Professor Gunderson. Deandra, trying to learn more about what happened to the team in Badger City, Tennessee, starts researching ley lines and determines that something will be going down in the Dallas-Fort Worth area sometime in the next week. Waking the rest of the hunters at 3 a.m. to inform them of this discovery, the team acquires a vehicle and hits the road. Taking shifts to cover the nearly 30-hour trek, Professor Gunderson's soul figuratively leaves his body when Spin pummels him with questions about Spin's family. Gunderson's feelings of, ne of never having a romantic relationship, let alone procreating, are validated by this conversation, and he's glad that the Nuggies have earned the legal status required to inherit his worldly possessions. And uh, you made it. You, you made your trip all the way uh, to Dallas. And I think we had left it off uh, upon seeing, is it Big Tex? Is that is that his name? He's like the 50-foot statue of a guy in Texas at the I Texas State is, yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeehaw. So the four of you arrive in downtown Dallas, and uh, you kind of pull up on the street alongside a park, and there are numerous bronze statues of what look like uh, cattle that is uh, on the trail. You look, it is a bustling city of uh, people going to and fro with cars everywhere. Uh, it is much more metropolitan uh, than what you're used to uh, where Brown Community College lies. How would you like to proceed? Deandra, where do we need to go? Okay, so first we need to find a magazine or newspaper stand. Uh, in 2023? Okay. I pull into a gas station. And then we buy one of every publication and then we read it and look for clues. What is this, Men in Black? Uh, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's the other group. Surprisingly, due to how metropolitan it is, you are able to find a sidewalk uh, newsstand and you find all of the necessary uh, materials you need to research this 
mystery. Okay. I'll, I'll start looking through local papers. Um, I just trying to find a hint of anything uh, that might be off or awkward. I guess, should I investigate a mystery? So I, I don't recall if you had already done so or just had done connect the dots. You more than likely still have some left over or can investigate a mystery. Okay. Let me see. I think I'm going to do investigate a mystery. I think I'm going to roll for that. Okay. Take a minus one to your roll. Right. Take minus one to my roll. I do have... We should probably resolve that. Yeah, yeah I, I was point. actually going to do that after this. Sure. Oof. I rolled really bad. I rolled a three, I get a plus three, and then it's minus one, so I rolled a five. <laughs> yes, you do gain experience, but unfortunately, you have a moment, Deandra, where you start to kind of... Your sight goes a little blurry, and you feel a little faint. Uh, your heart starts to race and you get the feeling that you are not feeling very well at all. You start to kind of double over uh, and spin kind of comes to keep you up uh, without falling over, you know, face plant into the sidewalk. You believe that either you are getting maybe some kind of illness or there is definitely something wrong with you. Uh, I'm... God, I did, not, I did not feel well. You haven't slept in like three days, so. Oh, yeah, it might be the shakes. I might need a drink. Mm. We're sitting in the back of a cup for about 30 hours. Yeah. Yeah. While Deandra is kind of working on this, Artemisia has her plan to sort out Deandra's uh, magical woes. So she's going to go to the gas station and buy. It's a gas station in Texas, so I'm thinking like a cigarette holder of some sort, perhaps a butt belt buckle cigarette holder something that she can like wear on her but she's gonna like use and interact with and and keep as a semi-pressure precious item i don't know alex what do you think deandra would want oh a cigarette holder would be cool i like that <laughs> idea yeah, <okay>. it's, it's <laughs> a cigarette holder shaped like a gun and then when you click it the cigarette pop comes out the end i was just thinking about <laughs> yeah. that too and then you okay. pull it again and it's also a lighter yes yeah <laughs> that's great so she buys one of those and using, so she spent a good chunk of the ride trying to figure out how to enchant an item to uh, help not break, but mitigate this curse that is on Deandra. So she's going to use the time that Deandra is spending doing her thing to enchant this item to hopefully, yeah, stop Deandra's curse. Okay, so go ahead and roll use magic to see if you can enchant an item. Okay. And I get a, an additional plus one on this because I use my arcane library. Okay. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, oh so I good. rolled double ones. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this man. Is foreshadowing for this episode. I really. Gotta be I careful might, when you pull that trigger. Is this one of those things where I might use a luck point for? That could be real <laughs> bad. Don't you like not have luck points to spare. Well, so on our last level up, I used the level up to get one back. So oh, I'm nice. slightly less fucked than I was before. This could be a real ongoing fuckitude. <laughs> well, remember, when using magic, uh, when you fail, you do get a glitch, right? So mm -hmm. uh, it's up to you. Now, that's typically on a seven or nine where it works <laughs> imperfectly. I would say if you keep your roll, if it is under a six or less, uh, as well as it not working because you failed, you still gain a glitch. Yeah. Ooh. So, but but luck points don't come very easily. I know. So it is a toss up. And remember, this wasn't a permanent cure, you know. So yeah. although it would absolutely help Alex's character for who knows how long. You know, easily this campaign or this session or this episode, but luck points hard. Mm -hmm. Especially because you've been hitting real hard lately too. And you are in Texas, and I'm where very everything squishy, is so. bigger. Yeah, <laughs> including the failure. Apparently, all right. I will not use luck point luck on this. Okay, so so it's a six uh, total. So you do gain an experience. Uh, unfortunately. There is something that is making your magic feel off here in this Dallas area. So you aren't gonna know this, I guess, up front, but in game, your character at least, but in game turns, you are going to draw uh, unwelcome attention. So at some point, uh, there's going to be an additional something that is going to affect uh, the gameplay. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Great. So unfortunately, Deandra was unsuccessful in finding 
kind of like where to go from this point. And uh, uh, Artemisia was unsuccessful in trying to provide maybe some kind of respite to the blood curse that uh, she is currently feeling. It's almost like um, we should sleep about- before we do this stuff. <laughs> what about Spin and Gunderson? I know that they kind of left the conversation a little uneasy in the car, but what are you guys doing? Um, as an academic, Professor Gunderson does feel out of place in Texas, so he is going to buy a Stetson and some aviators to blend in. And, and what is your standard like attire? Is it just like oh, he is not gear? changing his. He's got the you know that like wool like blazer jacket thing that's got the With like the weird elbow like pattern on it. The the, the uh, leather, leather elbow. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so the, the rest of you can investigate a mystery. Um, you can maybe try to, you know, find some kind of occult center or storefront. Maybe you have contacts. Um, you're not really connected like the agency or NS9, but who knows? There might be people that you guys know, uh, like the... Um... Fred, I bet you that I have a contact at the D- the DFWCC, the Dallas Fort Worth Community College okay, research associate. It. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Who I can reach out to and and use the words ley lines on the phone, not those oh. only, not those being the only words. Strange pleasantries, all that good stuff. So I would like to investigate a mystery, if I may. Okay, absolutely. Uh, that is. Yes, uh, ten, uh, 10 total. Okay, so you get to hold two. So what questions would you like to ask me about this mystery? I would like to ask, because I, I, the questions here aren't relevant, but if I could ask relevant questions, it would be... Ask relevant questions. Is there an intersection of ley lines in this area, and where is it? <laughs> so you contact a old colleague of yours, and actually it is a colleague of the League of Pernicious Academia, and the contact informs you uh, that he is aware of the ley lines in this area and although they do not uh, intersect he does let you know uh, that the ley lines go west you are informed that the west end train station is a great place to start he goes into a little bit of uh, just a little bit of history and lets you know that Uh, Some of the early on pioneers were also occultists and they had created uh, a section of train tracks that run along the ley lines. And he goes, that is probably the best place to start to try to figure out where that uh, magic circle is. I appreciate your assistance and uh, I guess I owe you one. Oh. But you do not get any nuggies. Oh, I'll be calling in that favor. Don't you worry. The way Gundy has, like, chemistry with every other NPC. Truly. <laughs> like, inadvertently, too. <laughs> Completely yeah. unintentionally. There's just some guys being dudes, you know? So the four of you make your way to the West End train station. It is a rather large, bustling train station that has a central hub with trains going in all major directions to all major cities. Due to the contact informing you to head out west, uh, you try to locate any trains going in that direction. You do so, but uh, after kind of like a quick survey, you don't find anything concerning in any of these standard passenger trains. Um, and you wonder if maybe there is some other better way uh, to investigate this area. Um, you do have a- another hold or you can try something else. Uh, I have an ability called Tune In where I can attune my mind to a monster. Can I attune my mind to the ley line? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or maybe the magic circle, right? Because you know the yeah. ley line is like yeah, on true. this train track, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, that's better. That's a 10. Okay, so 10 is a success. Yay. Okay, so I get three holds, and there's a number of questions. So I'm just, just kind of converting these questions from creatures. So um, one is, where is the creature right now? So where is the magic circle? You find something odd. You traditionally are given a kind of like a feeling of a direct location. But when you attune again, this location has moved. And so you get a distinct feeling that maybe the circle is moving. How fast is it moving? 
And I can, you can count that as one of my questions if you want. Sure, yeah. So you can feel that it is going fairly fast. I, it doesn't translate in like miles per hour or anything like that, but you have a distinct feeling that this circle is probably on a train that is moving along the ley lines. I think the circle's on a train, you guys. It might be a train. Oh. So one of the ones here is who is it going to attack next? Can I choose like, where is it going to stop next? You get the uh, city or word Breckenridge. Breckenridge is out to the west. Um, It is more than likely, uh, give or take, maybe a 30 minute drive in a car from here, where from Dallas across Fort Worth and then into the city of Breckenridge. So maybe if you were to take your car or maybe even a train, who knows, you might be able to catch up in time uh, to uh, catch this train in the train station in Breckenridge. I lay all that information to the boys. All right, but Deandra's driving this time. Oh, I can. Am I feeling well enough to drive? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, maybe. Have you been drinking? (laughs) Oh, uh, not as much as I should have, I guess. It's supposed to be, it's like 2 p.m., you know, so yes. (laughs) Yeah. Deandra needs to be drunk enough to not be going through the DTs, but not so drunk that she's impaired. Right, it's it's all about balance. All about balance. (laughs) Or I could drive. I mean, you can sense it, so, you know, you could be like Toucan Sam. That's true, yeah. Follow your nose. And then Spin can sit in the front seat with me and give Gundy a break. Yeah, Gundy will sit in the back yeah. Put down the brim of a stint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we take off. So the four of you make your way uh, across the great state of Texas to the west. You see that there are large stretches of land with no development whatsoever in between the kind of like spots of metropolitan areas and uh, you make it through another large city you keep going west and you make it into a smallish city where a sign that says welcome to Breckenridge shows up when you make it to the train station you can see that there are several freight trains uh, and you are able to kind of attune yourself to what looks like a 25 car freight train um, that looks like it is about to start leaving. You can hear the uh, gears starting to grind up and the train starts moving. Right, are we going to have to chase a train? Well, the train is in the train station. It is starting to move. It is quite possibly you're able to hop onto it if you'd like. I'm going to I'm doing that. Yeah. I'm going to hop onto the train. I can carry Gunderson. Pull up my fucking black tutu and run. <laughs> so you have two options. Uh, we can do a, a group act under pressure where the other three can support or each of you can roll act under pressure uh, and have individual successes. What is Gunder? I think Gunderson's only got a cool one. Oh, Mine's a minus one. Mine is one, and I have negative one to all my rolls. I think we should roll as a group, because we do have spin who can catch anybody who isn't going to make it. Scoop us up. Yeah, because spin has a passive run and get on train fast and easy that is very high compared to the rest of the group. Finally, that run and get on train easy ability you took is paying off. Absolutely. Also, I do <laughs> want to say that while we were driving in and it was me and Artemisia in the front seat, it was carpool karaoke the whole way on Artemisia's playlist. All right. So we rolling? Yeah. So everybody's rolling act under pressure as a team? Yes. To provide you bonuses to your specific act under pressure. I got a six. I also got a six. I got a 10. So you get a plus one. I got a 10. Okay. As a group, you're successful. Both uh, Gunderson and Spin are able to quickly get onto this train, but uh, Deandra and Artemisia, and and more than likely because Deandra is not feeling well and maybe Artemisia is kind of carrying along Deandra, um, the two of them start to lag behind and at the last moment, Spin is able to uh, extend out far enough to grab them and uh, the four of you get onto the train as it pulls away from the Breckenridge station. Now, Fred, are we are we like old school, like 1800s, like on the back of like we're on the caboose 
Or is it like a freight car where the door is open and we got in like the side? Yeah, so you basically like pulled open a uh, side door of one of the freight cars uh, towards the back of the uh, train and uh, you're able to pull yourselves in and you're amidst what look like you know, crates and boxes. Some of them are covered in tarps. Um, nothing spectacular. Uh, but you are catching your breath as the four of you are sitting inside this uh, this train car. I hate when this stuff involves exercise. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that bad. As she vapes. Oh, yeah. It's been noticeably <laughs> not winded at all. Is it, what's in this freight car that we're in? So once again, you see a lot of wooden crates and and just like tarps, nothing spectacular. They are kind of nondescript on the outside. You could probably use your arms to just break them open if you wanted. What is it we're looking for? A magic circle. A circle, magic circle. I would assume that there's one of these train cars is dedicated to it. That's got to be my assumption. So remember that when you were in the butcher's bath, the bed and breakfast in Badger City, there was some kind of back room that was behind the counter where Barbara was killed uh, more than likely by Kevin the demon uh, that you ran into and uh, in those final scenes uh, you found her kind of like uh, dead and and strewn over a magic circle that was essentially destroyed or marred in some way uh, so that the magic disappeared so yes uh, you know Alex's assumption of this circle being rather large and, and possibly a train dedicated to it would be a good assumption. So I think we should just go car by car up up through the train, see what we can find. Okay. Can we do that? Like, yeah, it's not like a passenger train, I imagine. Gotta, like, climb where, like, on they, top yeah. and like, uh, yeah. Artemisia, weren't you able to sense this circle from a distance? Yeah, yeah. Um, Perhaps you can suss it out from here. Yeah, I, th- I think that depends if the, the storyteller's going to let me do that or not, so... Do another, like, a tune or whatever the case may be? Yeah, like, I've I used all my holds. I mean, ultimately, I, I don't think it has to be specifically a tune. Um, you could probably just use magic and, and see if you're able to focus in on the energy. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, this she'll... may be crazy, but we could also wait until this train comes to a complete stop and then get off the train and then find it and then get it out of here. Well, let me yeah, at least I can also give her a find go. it really easy while it's moving. And she, like... Hits the wasabi vape, puts her hand on the floor of the train car. I don't know if you know about this, but Dennis is becoming a train man now. Now, before you roll Artemisia and you place your hands on the bottom of the train, you feel this like energy flowing through you and you realize that you're traveling over ley lines, which lends you even more strength and you do gain uh, a bonus to your roll of a plus one. That's a 10. Okay, so you are successful. You definitely can pinpoint the power source of the magic circle of protection, right? Uh, It is probably easily about eight to nine cars in what seems to be kind of like the center uh, of this uh, trail of cars. Um, which is, I think, originally you'd assess it to be around like 20 cars, give or take, when you looked upon the train. There are no passageways that go from like storage car to storage car, but you do notice that uh, there is some kind of like panel or uh, maybe entryway or exitway at the top of this storage train. And you believe that the storage boxes are in an orientation that might allow you to be able to climb up and get on top of the train. All right, I think it's in the middle. I okay. think we can get there on the roof. Okay. I don't know. I mean, you should probably try to get close to it, right? Like, in case it gets attacked. I mean, maybe spin. You might as well go, like, poke your head out. Yeah, like, I could easily get over there. Not an issue. You climb on top of the crates and boxes and make your way to the roof hatch. You see that there is no locking mechanism on it, and it looks like maybe it is some kind of emergency access portal. You pop open the top cover, and you feel the hot, dusty wind brush up against your face uh, of the Texas 
uh, air and uh, you are on top of this train. You can see that there is nothing on the landscape. It is an extremely flat land and barren with not much to nice. see. And you can see the uh, sprawling train cars uh, kind of extend outwards in front of you. You feel that although the wind and the the movement of the train can make this rather harrowing, you feel like you could probably, and, and more than likely the rest of your group, can maybe jump from train to train to uh, make your way steadily closer to the train car that Artemisia described. I don't know if I want to risk it for everybody. See, alternatively, you could go all the way to the front end of the car where the circle is and pull the pin so that all it breaks away and all of the back of the train like stops while the front keeps going. Do you want to do that? That's you. It's all you. I mean, if you wanted to do it. I mean, I would probably like poke my head back in and just relay the information. Like I could get over there easy, but like, what do you want me to do when I get there? Because maybe the moving is part of what keeps it defended. Yeah, that's kind of my thought is if we don't we don't want to stop it. Brett, is it worth reading a bad situation? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can garner information if that is what you would like to do. I would like to read a bad situation. That is a 10. Okay, so you actually get to ask three questions when you roll a 10 or higher on read a bad situation. Oh, it is three. Okay, obviously, what's my best way in? (laughs) So obviously, the only way, truly, uh, unless you have other form of, you know, transportation, going from the top of these trains from train to train is really the only viable way to get across the train. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? As you ask this question, you start to hear gunfire fire coming from the direction of one of the trains farther up ahead. Uh, They sound like assault weapons. Banditos. What? Bandits. Train bandits. We don't usually fight things with guns. That is kind of weird. Yeah. We're on a train. We are living a train life now. This is Right. No, I I get that you've embraced the train life. Yeah. As RB just says that, uh, Gunners just like tips tips to Stetson. (laughs) Um, well, I guess we're, I guess we're train hopping. Yeah, if we need to get there quick, we need to get there yeah. quick. Okay. You still have one more question if you'd like to ask another question from read a bad situation. Uh, in case of emergency, what's my best way out? Tuck and roll, baby. Yeah, jumping off the train, but considering... Pull the pin. You know how... Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. I would say pulling the pin and allowing the train car to slow down naturally, um, which might take a lot more time than just jumping. And there's off no the train. like emergency brake or anything like that. Not in these individual storage chains. Okay. More than likely, uh, okay. So the other one would be making it to the the front of the train and then utilizing the emergency brakes, <laughs> letting the engineer know, like, hey, we're actually here. Yes. Isn't that a problem? <laughs> Are there any particularly long crates, Fred? I would say that there all uniform in size. They're all fairly long. Are you going to lay them between cars? Like a bridge? Yeah, I was going to say, I'll crack one of the, like, sides of the, one of the longer boxes or whatever off and use that as uh, something to help cross so they don't have to jump they can just run across it and i can hold it steady that's actually really smart so what i would say is for each one of their act under pressure rolls you would be giving them a plus two and uh yeah and and you would even have to roll because you have devised a way to make it safer by creating this bridge in between trains and you are steadying it and you're going to be the last person to cross right so you're going to give each of them a plus two now what i will say though is is like you're gonna have to cross like nine trains so i am gonna consolidate it to each roll being like three full trains so that you only have to roll act under pressure three times to kind of get to where you need to go so with that being said let's go ahead and do the first set of our skill challenge rolls of act under pressure with a plus two to your act under pressure rolls i got an eight Ooh. <laughs> With a plus two already? I rolled a two. Oh my god! Lots of experience this week. Gang. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't failed a roll on Gunnarsson in a while. I've got a total of eight as well. Okay, I rolled a twelve total. Okay. So for those of you who are partially successful, 
Um, you make your way across the train, um, but uh, you are going to take one point of harm each uh, due to the rigors. Like you slip at the last moment, you catch yourself, um, but you're okay. Uh, for Gunderson, Gunderson is going to be falling off the train. Now, I am going to allow Spin to roll an act under pressure now to capture him, but regardless of your success roll, you are probably going to take some type of harm and uh, for helping him. I'm going to take harm. Yes. That's a 10. So you like wrap your like feet around what looks like a, you know, a railing or some kind of ledge of the train. And as Gunderson's body, which is probably like what wave thin, right? Like he no, is probably he's, like, he's he's got he's got like middle aged like dad bod dad size. Bod? OK, you know, yeah. he also like uh, powered himself up. Yeah, I, I'm dense. Yeah, so he's a little more <laughs> he's a little stronger than he was before. So then due to footwork and dexterity issues, he slips and trips over the bridge and you grab him at the last minute uh, as you act under pressure. But you kind of like wrench your body up against the side of the train as you hold on to him and then pull him up uh, and you're going to take one point of damage. So you get to the next set of train cars. Uh, we'll just, you know, call this the middle section four, five, six. I'm going to need you to all roll act under pressure. This time, instead of just the plus two that spin gives you for providing this brig excuse me, this bridge that he's securing, you're also going to take a minus one. And that's because you see this like train coming towards you from behind. And it seems like it's catching up. It It is still pretty far away, but you notice like a train coming towards you and you feel the pressure of trying to quickly get through this skill challenge because you have no idea why there is a second train on the same track coming towards you much quicker. Can I try to use magic to make this next round a little easier for us? Yes. I would say you could do it for yourself over a act under pressure roll. You could probably use use your magic, yes. So I'm going to, yeah, as I go, I'm gonna use magic to kind of like, like steady with the board, reduce the wind, focus. Okay, and you still get a plus one to your use magic due to the ley lines. That's a nine. Okay, so uh, you are uh, partially successful once again. So yeah, you, you're able to just kind of pass over the the bridge. What about you, uh, Alex? How does Deander do? Uh, what? Um, I'm gonna try to make another jump. I rolled a nine. Okay. Yay. So you are partially successful, but remember, with act under pressure, you will take another point of damage. Uh, okay. Gunderson. Fred, I would like to do something non-traditional. I want to go in the train car that we're on, and I would like to use my ability Destructive Genius Okay. to try and make a weapon, like a bomb. That for what purpose? For the train that's catching up to us. Got it, got it. Okay, so go ahead and roll your weird science. Gundy wants to explode in the train. That is a natural 12. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Praise God. You do create a explosive device. What What do you think you find that allows uh, you to Fred, on thing? a 10 plus, the weapon is two harm, magic, close, loud, one use, and I can pick two items from the list below. We'll add fire and armor piercing. Okay. And um, we'll add four harm, messy, heavy, and it blows up for two harm area. Wow. So is it a total of four harm now, or is that four plus two? It is four plus two. It is six harm, messy, heavy, magic, close, loud, one use, fire, and armor piercing. Just imagine how devastating that would be to a person. That could be like death, right? So it is it is a very Yeah, it's a train though. Train not people. Yeah, that's fair. That's why that's why I put the armor piercing on there. You know what it is? Fred, inside of this uh, particular train car are a bunch of parcels uh, that are going to their destinations. Let's say Black Friday was recently, and these are people finally buying all the stuff they really wanted for their home. I found the mother load of a pressure cooker. Okay. (laughs) In which I've put uh, things you could normally get in Texas on a train. Fireworks, M80s, the good stuff. Got it. And uh, what else did I put in there? Rusty nails. I was trying to think of like something that would like harm a train. So like, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, nails. Just metal objects, hard yeah. metal objects. Yeah, okay. yeah. some mice. <laughs> 
Gunderson pops out of the train with a rice cooker tucked underneath his arm that does not look dangerous at all. But unbeknownst to the rest of you, there are very dangerous things on the inside of this thing. Spain, I need you, if the time is right, to throw this with all of your might at that train that's coming from behind us. I was going to make it rhyme again, but then I couldn't think of anything else. Top of my head. Uh, you got a duck? Sure. Okay, so now I do need you to roll an act under pressure roll while holding a explosive device in your hands. Is that me? No, Gunderson. He's got to cross the oh. trains. Ugh. I thought he was going to use weird science to get across the trains. He decided to do no. it too. No! No, I'm a bad scientist. You got the goo gun. You could like goo so the boards. The good news is... Uh, so what what, are, what is the net bonus or minus? You get plus one. Oh, actually, no, it's, it's, you get plus two, minus one, so yeah, plus one. Okay, so I have a 10 then, because I have plus one to cool, and then the plus one, and I got eight on the dice, so 10. Fantastic. Uh, so you make it across the next three trains. The, the other train is getting steadily closer, but isn't close enough for you to feel like throwing the device will, uh, you know, be, explode at the right time to do damage to this other train. Um, when you get to the last set of three trains, you can hear the assault rifles uh, going off uh, much louder now, and you feel like you're getting much closer. You have one last skill challenge. You must do one more set of act under pressure uh, to be able to get to your destination, uh, which is the train car that you believe uh, that the magic circle is in and where the uh, assault rifle uh, gunshots are coming from. Do we still have the minus two, or has that increased? Uh, no, so I apologize. You should have a plus two from spin and a minus one from the train. So you're at a plus one, but technically, Deandra, for you, you have a minus one from your blood curse, so you're technically at a flat, um, whereas the other two players have a plus one from spin. Okay, who would like to do their act under pressure roll to parkour across the last three trains? And parkour as in climb over the bridge that spin made for you out of a crate top <laughs> i'll go for it okay uh, i got a seven okay partially successful it does harm you by one you collide to the side of the train on the last one and you're hanging on to dear life but you're able to stay on top uh, but injure yourself slightly i will go next spin should probably go last he has a ball. i always go last yeah because I gotta hold it. I got a six. Oof. So that is a failure. Now, Spin, once again, like Gunderson the first time, you must now <laughs> sacrifice yourself. And if you succeed, you'll take one harm and save Artemisia's life. But if I fail, I don't take any harm? Interesting. If you fail, you don't take any harm, but then Artemisia falls swoosh. underneath the freight train's train wheels. Interesting, interesting. Artemisia from the train. <laughs> Pros and cons. Interesting. So I wouldn't take any harm, you say. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah, you're one harm. Oh, no. Welcome to welcome to taking harm in a game, Josh. <laughs> Some of us do it every fucking episode. I have to come up with creative ways to harm him, guys. God. Yeah, but they those also harm the rest of us that don't have crazy armor. Just set him on fire. Okay, yes. fine. I don't get my own plus two. Do I get a minus for anything? The train or the train coming? Do I get a minus for that? I would say you get a, a minus one for the train, yes. Okay, so then 10. Okay. It was 11. So you are successful. You take one point of damage due to straining your body to ensure that Artemisia is caught before uh, falling off the train, and you save her life. Gunderson. Oh, yes, that's me. This is just act under pressure again? Yep. All right, so it's an eight. So you take one point of damage uh, due to the strain on your body. Haha, I don't. Oh, I have, you one, have I have one armor. Is that from the experiment that you did yes, to yourself? Yes, it is. So his armor works, but no, mine doesn't? I, I, I was Ooh. about to say it does surpass that, so you do take one point of damage. Cool, cool. You gotta be fair. If I all hurt right. Spin, I have to hurt you. So it, doesn't sound, it doesn't sound fair at all that we ever take damage and that the game isn't perfect and wonderful for us at all moments. <laughs> I mean, okay, so the four of you make it. Uh, the train is getting steadily closer, uh, but once again, it's still kind of in a place where you are not feeling like it's going to collide with you just yet. You, at the gauge of how long it's taking to get to your train, you feel in the next five to ten minutes this thing could probably collide with you. But you also hear the spraying of assault rifle bullets 
uh, that sounds like it's hitting something maybe not metallic, but hard in surface, maybe plastic or wood, and you're not quite able to make out why the sound uh, doesn't sound like bullets hitting metal. It's coming from inside the car? Correct, yes. And you are at the hatch. Um, I would like to open the hatch and stick my head in, well prepared to blow a giant vape cloud to obscure the area, (laughs) depending on what I see. (laughs) Do you want to read a bad situation first? Well, I would love to do that. I actually have that as an advanced move, too, which I should bring up because... If I heard gunshots, I don't think my instinct would be stick my head in. Stick head in? Listen, here's listen, Matthew. I've always said you've been down with the blacks, and I think that's an example of why. <laughs> Usually, it's like gunshots. White people are like, "What's going on in there?" Yeah, <laughs> I, honestly, I could be anything. Part of this. I'm wearing. I'm playing a character right now. I'm playing myself too. Let's be real. Uh, oh, science point to no. <laughs> that's a four. So you gain an experience, unfortunately. I do. Guys, I went from no experience to one more and I level up. Hell yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, due to the nervousness, uh, you blow the vape cloud too early. It stings you in the eye as it is pushed back from the wind hurling on the top of the train. um, And you're unable to uh, uh, ask any questions. Pepper spread yourself. But you do look inside the train car, and this is the scene you see before you. Uh, There are three people uh, with assault rifles uh, on one end of the train shooting at what looks like a wall of ice in the middle of the train. So the hatch is on the side of the ice wall with the people shooting the guns. You're kind of directly above them, but they are just chipping away at this uh, wall of ice. Uh, For the briefest of moments, the ice wall breaks away and you take a glimpse of somebody on the other side and then the ice forms again, patching up the hole uh, and you believe it to be magical in nature. Uh, They're shooting something in there. I don't know. It's some magic shit. Oh, it stinks. Oh, God. Vape cloud in your eyes. Yeah, it's only supposed to go in my lungs, not my eyes. Okay, also, all right. I want to ask a clarifying question because I think I may have interpreted this incorrectly in my brain. The train that is approaching us is on the same track as us and will collide into the rear of this. Yes. Which is many cars away. Yes, about nine cars behind you. Okay, for whatever reason, I thought it was going to be pulling up alongside us. No. And I was like, oh no, they're going to board us like pirates. It is coming steadily closer. Okay, I'm looking at train uh, and I'm holding the pressure cooker. Uh, Alright, Doc, what are we doing? Do I throw it? Do you want me to hold it? As a man of science, I am conflicted as, since I have made the bomb, I want to see it go off. However, I recognize that I have created a weapon of mass destruction here in Texas. Yes. Perhaps we hold for now, but perhaps not. Okay. I I kind of... Can I investigate a mystery on what's going on with this train that's coming up from behind? Sure. I appreciate you. Because you, you. you're, you're changing what you're investigating. Fred is very beautiful. You were like, look it, at that. It is. And, like, and I want it. you to know, Fred, that I only got an 11, so I can't use my advanced skill. Okay. Which makes me sad. But I do want to know, what's it going to do? The train is coming steadily closer. And, and as you take a look at the train, you start to notice characteristics about this train that stick out to you. Mm-hmm. There is something different about this train in comparison to the train that you're on and, and the trains that you have seen before. Um, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Well, then obviously with my second hold, I would like to ask, what is being concealed here? As a train gets steadily closer to the point where you realize that this train is on a mission to collide with your train, which is nine train cars behind you still, Mm -hmm. you realize that what is being concealed here is something more horrific than you realized. You have maybe moments to react because as this train gets close and you start to view it, you can see that this isn't a train. Maybe it is, but at some point it has been twisted 
and it has been maybe taken over because you start to see the telltale characteristics of what look like a face or maybe a mouth or eyes within the standard characteristics of a train. And you look at the wheels and the track that pushes the wheels forward and you can see that they look like arms. What you're looking is more than a train. Maybe it's a demon train. Uh, spin. Kill it. Kill it with fire. Uh, sure. I'm going to throw the pressure cooker at it. Kick some ass. I am because... Oh, bitch, I got a 12. Holy shit. So that's yeah. uh, 15 total. Is is this... Is it advanced? I do have an advanced move. Okay. Can it be like in Zelda when you shoot bombs at the things and they eat them? So the train eats the pressure cooker? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Bitch, I will. Driving the enemy away in a route doesn't seem like it would make much sense because it's like a train, so it's like on tracks. But you said it has arms. Well, just consider this. I would not say that you would inflict yourself with harm because you did not fail the roll and it is kind of like a ranged attack. Typically, when you are in close combat, every attack you do has a counterattack. So you don't have to worry about suffering no harm. You could inflict- Facts. Also, I automatically take the, I take less harm anyway anytime Correct. I kick ass. So I automatically get that one. Um, so I'm not worried about the you harm. You could inflict double the harm, which is typically two plus four, making it six, and then doubling that would be 12, which 12. is devastating. But you really don't yeah. know the harm factor of maybe a demon train. This is the first time you've encountered a creature like this, and it is much exactly. larger and scarier than anything you've fought before. I did fight a ghost, so that was very scary. You could do six damage and then make it, you know, basically drive the enemy away in a route, which probably means it's going to give you some time, right? It's going to explode, knock it off of the train tracks, and it's going to derail. Uh, you have no idea if the train tracks are necessary for it to be able to move closer to you. Uh, you have a feeling that it probably doesn't need it because it's probably demonic or monstrous. But yeah. the fact that it might buy you some time might be advantageous. So you have to weigh the two moves. Do lots of damage to it because you don't know how much damage you can do to it. Or do some damage to it and give yourself time to maybe solve the mystery. How would you like to proceed? This is such a great question. I will. And as you are contemplating the decision between <laughs> these two things, you can see that the assailants below you haven't noticed you yet. They continue to shoot at this ice wall and the ice wall is steadily starting to break and it is not forming back as quickly. You see a person, hands, you know, raised up behind the ice wall, just channeling magic furiously, trying to keep this ice wall. And you do glimpse what looks like magical uh, runes and symbols all over the train car behind him. Uh, and it looks like this is the magic circle of protection. It does not look like he will be able to hold out for very long, um, but he is still behind an ice wall. This is true. I think I'm going to drive the enemy away. Okay. For the purposes of buying more time. Okay. And also I'm testing something. I am I am a, a young man of science, parentheses kind of. You are a student of science. Correct. Class. Yeah. I think you were his TA at one point, at the very beginning, before we just stopped going to class altogether, all of us. Yeah, I want to blast this thing in such a way that it, quote unquote, drives the enemy away in a route so that we have more time to handle whatever bullshit's happening in here. Did Spin ever play any sports? Was it soccer or basketball, baseball? No, Spin was comically bad at all things until uh, hanging out with Gunderson. But didn't you do like karate, I guess? After okay. I got <laughs> I got that Gunderson juice, yeah. yeah. I tried karate, I was, not, I was very bad at it. I tried all the sports and was awful at all of them. And I was a D student and then I got the Gunji juice. Everybody looks at Spin and Spin musters uh, all of his heart and strength and throws this pressure cooker towards this train coming towards you. Now, you know, between Deandra and Artemisia, I don't know if you realize that this train is much more than it seems, but you realize that this train is going to collide with you and Spin is trying to prevent that. And even though that most of you would probably think that throwing the 
pressure cooker up high and maybe colliding with the train is the best way to damage it as much as possible. Um, he underthrows this and it kind of clips the last freight train of your uh, car, your train car, and it kind of just rolls down onto the tracks and it the other train just goes right over it. And as a train is about to collide with you, an explosion that is, you know, something that would make any 4th of July uh, participant proud explodes and the train just skyrockets. It pops up into the air uh, and it just hurtles off to the side derailing it completely the also it's on fire yes and it's on fire <laughs> and there's nails piercing it and pieces of metal and mice and there's and mice coming out fighting the train <laughs> and uh the last car of your uh train uh does also explode but the rest of your train is fine and you are pulling away and you observe this kind of like train that is crippled and it's kind of on its side and you feel great. You feel incredibly successful. And uh, you feel like you have driven this creature or this train uh, and prevented it from colliding with you. And as you're about to shift- There your- is nothing more erotic to a mad scientist <laughs> than a successful blast. Yes, and, and a successful blast it was. As the four of you look towards each other to maybe turn your attention to what is happening below you, you just take one last uh, look back at the train and you can see like it convulsing as if maybe it is continuing to explode uh, and you realize that there are jagged pieces of metal coming out of the locomotive and at first you're thinking like maybe it is exploding and metal is flying out of it but you realize the metal is actually connected to the train and there's eight jagged pieces coming out and they start to move in unison and pull the train towards you and it is furiously pumping its eight metallic demon-like spider legs as you look upon the face of a demon train coming towards you. And that's where we're gonna call it. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekling project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pute. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. <laughs>